Hello, and welcome to the Big Red Zone. My name is Max. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brad, and I'm your other host. And my name is Rowie, and I'm your other, other host. Well, guys, what a fantastic weekend of football we had at Wildcard Weekend. Guys, give me your thoughts. It, it was definitely a pretty interesting week for sure. Um, at least one game or two games were. The rest were, we saw lots of blowouts, lots of wildcard teams did lose that game to the home teams. However, some, or particularly one, the Niners did win. Overall, I think we expect to see a much closer palette of games um, in about three hours when they actually begin. Um, so... I think I think the divisional round we're going to see a lot more closer matchups, but definitely I think the wild cards was necessary as some sort of filter to really get the true good teams uh, for us here in this week. Yeah, I think that was kind of my big takeaway from the week, kind of seeing the the cream rise to the top. You know, I think the eight teams that are in the wild card kind of or in the divisional round kind of deserve to be here. I think that we have four great matchups ahead of us that we'll get into in just a little bit. Uh, but I sort of have a few questions about the teams that uh, that got blown out this last week. And I guess we'll cover some of our sort of big takeaways. But the big one that comes to mind is like, what's up with the Cowboys? Like, is that on the coach? Is that on their offensive coordinator? Is that just on bad game management? Like, some people had them as a Super Bowl team and they just quite simply bowed out. What do you guys think? I told you guys. I literally told you guys that if the Cowboys lose that game, it would be because of Mike McCarthy. And I think that that was half true. Uh, people are going to blame Coach McCarthy for the call, the QB draw, the QB draw call at the end of the game. I actually like the call. I don't think it was executed well, and execution is usually the sign of poor coaching. But uh, either A, Dak should have slid sooner, or he should have handed the ball to the ref like you're supposed to, instead of just giving it to his center like it's backyard football. Uh, but overall, I mean, the Cowboys need... The, the Cowboys should be scared right now because their Super Bowl window is closing in the sense that they have a lot of great talent on that team. Enough talent that they should be playing in, uh, in an NFC Championship game. But they're not. And I don't know how many years, maybe two, three max more, they're going to be able to retain all these players without uh, facing salary cap issues. So uh, all I'm saying is that, A, I think that McCarthy needs to go. Uh, I, I think he's, if anything, he's not helping the team, but one could make the argument that he's not actually hurting them, although I disagree. But bottom line, their Super Bowl window's closing, and are they going to take advantage of it? Yeah, I think that the Cowboys game was kind of interesting. It really was the only, it was the closest game of the weekend in terms of final score with only, I think, a six-point final score difference. Um, I think, in, uh, speaking to the final call of the play, I do agree with Brad. I think the call was all right in terms of, you know, you want to actually be able to run a football play the last play of the game as opposed to two Hail Marys. So uh, I, I think I'm not so as so... Um, I guess, opposed to the call of the QB draw. Like Brad said, I completely echo that there needed to be better execution. But I think that some people are placing too much emphasis on that one play. I mean, even if it did work out and they had one second left, um, uh, 
you know, who says that they would have been able to score a miraculous last second, like 25-yard touchdown to end the game? Um, I mean, then again, it happened in the last game versus the Chargers. The Chargers ended up losing that game. But I feel like it wasn't really a situation where they would have definitely won had they even converted that. First of all, I think that the real reason why they lost is that they simply failed to get anything going during that first half, more or less. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan showed that he's a really good coach. And the, the Cowboys simply failed to get it done against a team that has a very prolific running offense and really is good at milking the clock and dominating um, possession time. So I think that the Cow- Niners just came as the bet more prepared team. And to Brad's point about the Cowboys Super Bowl window closing, look, I think they're going to be a competitive team in that division for a long time to come. But I don't like. I think that this was their team that was supposed to make a run. I don't see any moves that they could make this offseason to make this team much better. Especially since like Kellen Moore is leaving, Dan Quinn is probably leaving. There's going to be lots of turnover with coaching. I can't really point to one or two specific players that they could add to get them to a run. It's more just the team's already good now. You just have to make the most of it. So I am worried for the Cowboys, but then again, not really because the Cowboys stink. So I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Cowboys are going to start four and one, five and two, something like that next year. Everyone's going to say, oh, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, and then we'll be right back here next year. Yeah, I think part of the issue, like Brad said, McCarthy isn't necessarily hurting the team. I disagree. I think they com- completed, like... Ah, uh, that's not what I said. I well, well, one okay. could make the argument that McCarthy's not hurting the team, but I disagree. Okay, so so we agree that McCarthy is hurting the team. I think that one of the places that's most evident is in the penalty count. They're the most penalized team the entire year. And in this specific game, they com- they had like 14 penalties uh, for just under 100 yards. I think half of them were pre-snap penalties. So there's clearly a discipline issue. And that a lot of times comes down to the coaching, that they're not able to get the players set. Uh, like the, that play where they uh, they kept their... They ran the fake punt, and then they kept the punt team out there. That was fully coaching stupidity. There's no need to do that. Get your offense back out there. Put put the ball in the hands of the $50 million quarterback and the $15 million running back and the star-sided receiver room. I think I agree with Rowie. I don't think the, the Super Bowl window is closed because I think this team is still young enough and good enough, especially on defense and at quarterback, uh, to kind of keep, keep it moving. But I agree that this year was definitely a letdown. Because the thing is, for the Cowboys, right? Like, it's not like all their team is good, and then they got killed because their secondary stinks. You know, like, it seems like each position is young and promising, yet when they put it all together, for some reason, they can never make a true run. Because their line is supposed to be good. Dak's their franchise guy. They have good running backs, good receivers, good D-line with Demarcus Lawrence, good linebackers with Mika Parsons. Their secondary supposed to be their secondary supposed to be good because of all the takeaways they get. So like you can't really point to one specific place where they say, okay, let's get such and such free agent and we'll be on a run. It's more like you you have the team that you need to have. It's just a matter of getting to that second step. So I think it's over the next couple of years we're going to see whether their young players truly materialize. Well, let's move on from Micah. Parson and the Cowboys because Parsons because <laughs> because they're actually out of the playoffs. Let's get into the teams that are actually playing in three hours here. 
So we've got Bengals, Titans, Packers, Niners, Chiefs, Patriots. I'm sorry, Chiefs, Bills, and um, Rams, Bucks. I which game y'all want to start with? I'm most fascinated this weekend by Bengals, Titans action. We should probably start with that game. We should probably get to it as soon as possible because the game might already have been started by the time they're getting to this part of the yeah, show. Yeah, three so and a half let's hour Let's just get Bengals Titans out there like right now. So yeah, what are your guys' thoughts about the game? Give me the Titans. I picked the Titans to win the Super Bowl about three weeks ago. I stand by my pick. I have pick integrity, fans. Um, Says the only host who actually changed their pick from the Ravens. Okay. Just pointing that out. Well, there. I didn't expect Tyler Huntley to be the... Starting QB hey, for three weeks in a row. Hey, I'm just saying. But I'm anyway, saying. um, obviously not picking the Ravens because their chances are very slim. <laughs> I, w- I would say they have a very low chance of winning. They spoiled Max's next pick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I-, I like the Titans. King Henry slated to play. Henry's a beast. Tannehill's been in his groove. AJ Brown's a monster. I'm telling you guys, Titans are going to the Super Bowl. They're representing the AFC. I agree with the pick. Um, I really thought, well, well, we'll we'll see what Rowie says, but I have kind of been a Bengals hater. I picked the Raiders to beat them last week. To be fair, they almost did. They shouldn't have, but they almost did. If Derek Carr didn't spike it and didn't get intercepted at the goal line on fourth and goal. Um, Big ifs. Yeah, big ifs. Uh, I think the Bengals have played really well. I think they're really entertaining. If I, I guess if I... Picked a team that I would want to win this game. I would say I'd probably pick the Bengals just because oh. I think they're very exciting, and I would want to see them in the AFC Championship. I think that would just make a more exciting game, a young quarterback showdown with whoever they face there. But I think that the Titans are getting healthy at the right time. Derrick Henry's coming back. I think their D line is pretty monstrous, and I think that uh, they can get to the quarterback. They can make Joe Burrow uncomfortable. I think the Bengals are dealing with some injuries. You saw in the last game, uh, Trey Hendrickson, he's been clear to play, uh, but he's hobbled. He's coming off concussion scare. Uh, their other D-tackle, Larry Ogunjobi, I think was carted off. I doubt he's playing. Larry Bon Jovi. Exactly. I don't know his status. Uh, their cornerback, Mike Hilton, also hobbled. Like They're just dealing with injuries at a bad time. And vice versa, the Titans are getting healthy. So even though the Bengals' receivers have a good matchup against the Titans' secondary, I'm picking the healthier team. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, look, I think Joe Burrow, I don't I don't think he's going to choke in this game. I think he'll have a very good, respectable game. Just because I think even though it's his only second year, first time in the playoffs, it seems like nothing really phases him at this point. He comes from LSU where he made that really terrific run his last year there, where he's played in games that are arguably as big or bigger than the ones that he's playing in now. So it seems like nothing can really shake him. He's really changed the culture there. Shout out to all the Bengals fans whose playoff win streak of 30-something years was broken uh, this past week. But with all that being said, I think that for Joe Burrow to have a good game, and in the games he has succeeded, like versus the Raiders or versus the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, it's been games where his defense has at least been able to at least keep him in the game, in the sense that he's given the opportunity to kind of go back and forth with the opposing offense and ultimately come out on top. He's shown he can do that. 
But in this game, like with Max said, against a really banged up Bengals defensive line, can the defense really hold the Titans, not necessarily even to a few amount of points, but to a low amount of time of possession? Because really what I expect is just, you know, short play action passes from Tannehill supplemented by good five, six yard consistent runs from Derrick Henry. Now, there's been word of Derrick Henry being put on a pitch count. Then other reports came out and said that there's a big role ready for him today. So I guess we'll really see how they use Derrick Henry. In, uh, in just about yeah, three hours. Don't yeah. have to wait that long. To right, see. right. But, I mean, I think it's, it's really going to be a matter of can the Bengals' defense give Joe Burrow the opportunity to go blow for blow with Ryan Tannehill? A QB comparison that I think is favorable for the Bengals, I just don't see it simply because, like Max said, the Bengals' D-line doesn't seem up to the task. All right, guys. So we've all picked the Titans, right? Uh, they're, they're the one seed, probably the most disrespected one seed of all time, to be honest. Although maybe they're getting a little bit more respect now. I believe they are betting favorites. They're not getting any respect. No media news outlet has talked about the Titans all week, except for us. I, this Only. is actually kind of an aside, right? But I read a report that the Bengals, that the Titans Stadium, right? They're like they, they don't talk about the jumbotron. This, bro. this isn't necessarily about the jumbotron. Not really even related. He's going to talk about the jumbotron. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. That they altered some of the ticket rules to like prevent Bengals fans essentially from getting into the game. Like they manipulated some of the rules to ensure that Titans fans are going to be there and not Bengals fans. So what are you guys thoughts about this? Cuz it kind of seems a little rigged that they're like trying to like manufacture a Titans like I mean, I know this just must come up as a shock to you that there are Titans fans seeing as as a Chargers fan there's so few of you. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean like I would say that um until I see proof, I'm not going to comment. Uh so my official comment is no comment. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's probably pretty BS. I mean, I, I didn't read this report, so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know much about the facts of the situation. Um, I guess props to them for using home court to the best of their abilities. They earned that one seed. They're doing what they can. If they're not officially breaking the rules, you know, props to them. Win smarter, not harder. All right. I, I think it's just interesting because, like, I feel like... Because they have fans and that's interesting to you? Yeah, I know. Well, well... First of all, Brad, sometimes you don't got to listen to what Joe Buck tells you before kickoff and that there's no fans and you got to come up with your own opinions. But um, I think that in general, that the Bucks and we have, we have a little injury situation here in the studio. So forgive us for, for some of the background moans you may be hearing. But I, th- I think I it's just Brad on the I, charges behalf. I felt disrespected. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see moving forward with playoff games, especially whether fans do these kinds of manipulations. I don't know. Just thought it was an interesting point. But we can move on to the next. Wait, game. wait, wait, wait. I'm a, I'm a proposition here. All right. So, so you, you ignore Brad's moans in the back if you can hear them. By the way, of pain. Um. So you guys know how Colin Coward does a three-word game to okay. dis- dis- describe games. I want you guys to to sort of imagine, if you will, right? Think of the newspaper headline the next day. What do you think that's going to read from this game? I, I want to test your guys' improv skills a little bit. Wait, who's winning? Well, we, we picked the Titans, okay. but but you picked uh, the headline. It, it's going to, I think, Colin Coward. Well, no, not, uh, not Colin. Uh, just so like in that, style, right. in that style. In that style. Yeah. style. I think it would going to be Bengals Bungle It Again. Fair enough. I, I, I think potentially two things. I think a basic one is Return of the King, if Henry has a good game. That's four words. 
No, it's not. We're not doing it three words. We're just picking the headline the oh, next okay. day. Okay. Do you listen to anything I say? Okay. I guess just depending on the font size of that headline, whether you could sneak in four words. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So mine is either Return of the King or Burrow, E-A-U-X, goes, G-E-A-U-X, okay. home. Okay. Yeah. Home with an E-A-U-X or no? Oh, yeah. Home with, yeah. with an E-A-U-X. Say that one more time. Burrow goes home. But with E-A-U-X instead of all that, the That's O's. the cover of the New York Times tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I suppose this would be more applicable if you still played for LSU, but it's fine. Yeah, I think it's going to be COVID rates rising because, you know, football is not the most important <laughs> thing and there's definitely better news to all be All right, reporting. but COVID rates are falling. They are? Yeah. COVID rates falling with an E-A-U-X somewhere <laughs> in there. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I, I don't know. It's something about the Titans winning. I don't know about Bengals bungled it. When have the Bengals bungled it? I guess this season. Are you kidding me? They're called the Bungles because they've they been are? such a poorly run organization for like years. Yeah. Then oh, interesting. Not this year. Not not this, this oh. year. No, this year they've been great. Huh. I Love should you. I should add that word to my vocal. Look, bungle, I, I know bungle. you're. I'd, I know, I know you're still really confused. And I know you're not much of a fans. reader, so the vocab mm. is pretty low. I know but. you're still really confused mm. by the concept of fans, but we'll, we'll, we'll get you familiar with it. Brad, did you know that Justin Herbert sold more jerseys than Mac Jones this year? And that Justin and that the Chargers had a top 10 selling jersey in all but three weeks of the season, something the Pats did not have. And that the Chargers TV ratings increased 25% from last season, the most out of any NFL I'd team. I'd be willing to bet you that the Patriots and, team as a whole... I'm not done, I'm not more done. people bought Patriots jerseys than they bought Chargers. But you'd be willing to bet while I have actual evidence, but I don't want to get into this. We can move on to the next game. Packers, Niners, tell me your thoughts. Uh, I think this is a really interesting game, a little, a little bit more interesting than the 1-6 matchup kind of makes it sound. Um, I think personally the Niners are one of my favorite teams to watch. Um, I think they have a really fun mix of playmakers uh, between Debo Samuel, George Kittle, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Elijah Mitchell, like the list kind of goes on. On defense too, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, though they're kind of banged up, so that might be a factor in this game. I'm happy they made it through. Uh, and I know they've had some past history with Aaron Rodgers, so I think that makes a really interesting storyline here. Yeah, I think another really interesting storyline is that this is the team that Aaron Rodgers originally wanted to get drafted by. Because if you remember in the Aaron Rodgers draft, it was Alex Smith who was taken first overall by the Niners, and Aaron Rodgers was passed on until much later in the draft when the Packers took him. So he kind of gets a revenge game. He's from California, Aaron Rodgers is, and he's never beaten the Niners in the playoffs before. So I think all signs are pointing to him winning this game. They're also getting healthy at the right time. I think Zadarius Smith is coming back. Uh, Whitney Merciless, I think, is coming back. So lots of their defensive pieces are coming back as Jer- well. Uh, Alexander. Jerry Alexander's coming back too. Oh, goodness. So. Brandon Ayuk personally ruined my fantasy championship for me. Dang. Yeah, it was Sorry. Sad. Sorry. Sorry. Play that. We'll, we'll get the producer to play to insert some sad music yes. sound effects after yes. the fact. And the producer, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think this game will be really fun. Um, I It's hard for me. I, I guess I'll, I'll just get started with the picks, right? Um, I want the Niners to win, like sort of like my wants. I would like Jimmy G to lead the Niners to the to the NFC Championship because I just want chaos. I think this, this year has kind of been ruled by chaos, and I'd want more of that. In an ideal world, we'd be getting a Jimmy G versus Ryan Tannehill Super Bowl. Um, 
And I think the Niners are actually pretty well built to beat the Packers because they can rely on the run game and these kind of tricky concepts, screens to Debo and to Ayuk and to Kittle. So I think, and it's going to be very cold. So they're even though they're from a hot weather place, they're kind of built to be a cold weather team uh, because they they thrive on those short yardage situations. But at the end of the day. The Packers were my Super Bowl pick from a month and a half ago, and I have not switched them since then, uh, just for the record. And I find it very, very hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers in this situation. Um, He's motivated. Their team is stacked. Like Roey said, they're getting a bunch of people back from injuries. So playing at home, even though I think the Niners keep it close, I think if the Packers go up early, I think this game is done very quickly. And I picked the Packers. Stop it. Close game. No. It's going to be a 10-point minimum margin of victory for the Packers. Uh, I mean, no, no, like, I, I don't mean any shade to either of you. But, like, th- this isn't the first time the Packers are playing in cold weather. I mean, like, I know it's supposed to be really cold. But, like, there were all these news headlines about how... There were all these news headlines about how... The, the the Bills Patriots game was gonna be like the lowest like temperature like in like the last twenty years for the Patriots and oh blah blah, blah. and everybody was predicting oh it's gonna be thirteen to seven or like twelve to like four that doesn't make sense twelve to three whatever <laughs> whatever it was um two safeties I don't know uh but uh the score was forty seven to seventeen who won that game again uh I'm not I don't remember um but bottom line. Cold guys just like to use the word cold to like justify chaos. Just pass the Viagra. This game is going to be heavily in favor of the Packers. Maybe the Niners keep it close in the first quarter, bleeding into the second because the Packers haven't played in uh, two weeks or so. But Aaron Rodgers should play the last week anyway. Packers, give me them by ten minimum. I could see this being at least a fifteen point blowout to twenty point if, if if I. If I'm right. I mean, earlier in the season, these teams met, and I think the Packers squeaked by very late in the game. I think the the total score difference was just two points then. I don't really see it being different now. I have to disagree with Brad. I am picking the Packers. Let's make that very clear. I they're coming out. They're getting back healthy. They're a good team. However, I think that I definitely see a situation where the uh, the Niners defense makes Aaron Rodgers struggle a bit. Um, maybe even throws an interception hot take that Aaron Rodgers throws a pick in this game. Um, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have much more modest numbers. They'll probably just rely on A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones grinding it out. Um, but I definitely predict, uh, expect modest numbers from Aaron Rodgers relative to the way he's done the rest of the season and a closer game. However, I do predict the Packers just because I think they have more offensive weapons and defensive weapons. I think this team's just getting healthier at the right time. Yeah, uh... If you look at the Packers' losses, they went 13-4, and four, right? There's only really one kind of real loss on that schedule. They lost to the Lions Week 17 with Jordan Love playing the second half. Lost to the Chiefs with Jordan Love playing the whole game. And they lost in that fluky blowout to the Saints in Week 1. Their only real loss was the Titans, or sorry, the Vikings in the middle of the season. Um, so I think the Packers have been just one of the most consistent teams throughout this season. And if they let it slip... I think one of the more interesting storylines coming out of this game and out of the season really is what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I think like like if they let let it slip, they're kind of screwed. Like this is their Super Bowl window. They're the favorites for the Super Bowl this year. They're the best position for the Super Bowl this year because the road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau. 
and if they lose it, it'll just be a major disaster for them. Yeah, I'm going to make a hot take. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't make it to the Super Bowl this year, he will never make it again. You're probably right on that one, I would say. You're probably right. But I, I would say that any team you put Aaron Rodgers on next year is at least a contender. in my Because I also don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to a place that isn't tailor-made to win now. Kind of like Brady. He might and be it, retiring. He might be retiring. He, he, might, he might become the, the next Jeopardy host. We'll see. Although I think that's in his past. I think... Like Brady, though, going to the Bucks, I don't think he's going to a team that's not stocked with weapons. Um, but you're probably right. I think the Packers are the best place for him to be to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think before the season, him and Devontae Adams were kind of uh, alluding to this kind of being the last dance. Or sort of whether that means that they're both going to be on the team, not on the team. Or just maybe this is the last year to truly show everyone that they can win a Super Bowl with this roster. Um, I guess moving along to Sunday's games now. Um, Let's start with the first game of the week, of uh, the day on Sunday, which is I think the NFC divisional round matchup uh, between the Rams and the Bucks. What are you guys thoughts? Rams by fifty. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, uh, Rams by less than fifty is my <laughs> prediction. I am picking the Rams. Um, I, really? Yeah, I think these these two games are the ones where we won't be unanimous anymore, so a little more excitement to bring to the table uh, rather than all picking Titans or all picking Packers. I think that I think the analysis has been pretty similar uh, to in all all the games that we've talked about. Like the Rams are healthy at the right time and they're clicking <laughs> at the right time. Question for you? Yes. Are you sure the analysis just isn't similar because you just don't have much original takes? Jeez. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right, but it's applicable in every game. Dude, you know what I said last time? My takeaway was trust the narrative. I'm trusting the narrative. I think that the hotter team is going to win, and the healthier team is going to win. And I'm sticking with it. I'm not trusting the Niners over Aaron Rodgers' narrative, so who knows. But I think that the Rams have kind of showed, uh, kind of showed last week the team that they want to be. Cam Akers is back. He's healthy. He looked like the bona fide superstar that he was supposed to be before he went down with the Achilles tear. Uh, I think that's another really exciting element to their offense. Uh, if Matt Stafford limits his mistakes, I think that the Rams are probably my second or third favorite to go to the Super Bowl at the moment. I just think that this team is built on star power. And who do you trust when it comes to the playoffs? Tom Brady. The stars. Tom Brady and what receivers? So, that's my analysis. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with only Julian Edelman as his receiver. And, well, I think he's... And Bill Belichick as his coach and the best defense in the league. Are you telling me Bruce Arians is not as good of a coach as Bill Bruce Arians is a better boxer than a coach, man. Y'all see him fighting his players? I don't know about that one. Anyway. No, I mean... So, I I respect Max's take... I am also picking the Rams, actually. What? Um, then why are you so surprised when I picked the Rams? No, I was just surprised because... <laughs> you are just, like, pumping up Tom Brady, too. Yeah, <laughs> that was exciting because, about... Because usually the way this goes is Max and Rowey pick Tom Brady because he has the record of... When did I say... I'm sorry I picked him over then, the Eagles, man. And I'm then, sorry. And then... And then I'm always the one who has to pick against Brady... Bro, you picked Brady last week, too. What are you talking about? <laughs> Bottom line is, uh, I'm taking the Rams here. 
I really think that if Matt Stafford can limit his mistakes... Wow, real original right. analysis on that one. Where'd you get that take? Dude, I'm, I'm just saying that if, if the Rams can limit their mistakes, they have to be my second or third pick. You gotta mention Cam Akers, too. With Cam Akers, that is just such a stunt. No, but honestly, Tom Brady... Uh, the only Sucks. Th- Tom Brady's <laughs> awful. The only times when Tom Brady doesn't play well is when that pocket is no longer existent. And the Rams have just the tools to make that happen. Aaron Donald, worst defense. Okay. Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the game. Potentially the be- one of the best defensive players of all time. You've got Gaines also making those gains in those sacks. I mean, th- their D-line is ferocious. Von Miller, too, and Tristan Wirfs is out, I believe. I'm just saying... So- and so is Ryan Jackson. If my prediction is correct, that the D-line will go off and push that, collapse that pocket, then I think that this score is probably going to be 2017 Rams. So I'm, I guess I'll be the, the odd man out. Um, I think that the Bucks are going to win this game. Too many times have I counted out Tom Brady this late in the season for the for you know for me to pick against him again. Um, I will this is say, what I, was talking about, guys. I, I I will say that the Bucks center Ryan Jensen and tackle Tristan Wirfs did go down last game. I think Ryan Jensen ended up going back in the game. Tristan Wirfs tried to and failed horrendously. So it should be interesting to see whether both those players got back in, and that'll actually I think be very crucial to determine this game. Um, either way, though, I think that Tom Brady will. Uh, beat the Rams. I think that the Rams are a team that, although they have all the pieces to make a run, they're also a team that's very prone to making mistakes late in the game and in key points in the game. They didn't have a Cam Akers before. And, and, that was my take. And, <laughs> and I think that uh, there's no one better in this league to make and capitalize on the other team's offense's mistakes than Tom Brady. So ultimately, I think that Tom Brady will prevail in this game and meet Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Also, the Bucks have been my Super Bowl pick that I've not changed since early December um, when we first made Super Bowl picks, so I'm sticking with the Bucks. All right, guys, so, so what, what does that headline on the next day read? I, I, forgot, I forgot to do this for the last game, but we'll, we'll go back. All right, it reads, Brady sacked. That's it? That's the whole headline? <laughs> Alright, so clearly the, the improv skills on the show are not up to par. Have you ever read the newspaper, Brad? <laughs> no. I prefer to focus on the COVID headline, actually. Uh, I think that the, the, the headline is... I'm still trying to formulate this one, but I think it's going to be... Rams, Buck, Brady, Super Bowl chances. Oh, that, that's why you came up with this entire segment. No, bro. You, you were thinking of this one specific headline. No, absolutely week. not. Absolutely Can not. Can you say it one more time for the fans? He set us up. He set us up. Rams, Buck, Brady, Super Bowl chances, Buck, BC. Dude, did you know I was on JV Improv in sixth grade? Okay, I got the pun sense. skills down. But that yes, I'm picking the Rams and I'm picking that fire pun. I mean, I'll leave this to like the fans here. What do y'all really think is more likely? Rams buck Brady's Super Bowl chances or Brady sack twice? I'm gonna I'm gonna co-sign Brady sack twice. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. So what, what about Packers Niners? Give me your headline. Oh man, Rogers not sacked. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Um, it was cold. <laughs> it doesn't need to be three.
three words, man. <laughs> I mean, Rogers, <laughs> three words. Yes. Rogers rate doubles. Yes. As State Farm <laughs> ads run rampant, is, is my predicted headline. I think the actual headline after the Packers Niners game is going to be State Farm Bowl? Question mark? Oh. Interesting. That's all foreshadowing. It's my pick of the Chiefs, where the headline is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Sacked. <laughs> That's it. You <laughs> ran out of three words. That's it. It's not true. Back to You ran out of three words. That's it. Alright, so clearly the segment backfired. <laughs> I'm sorry, fans. Uh, I actually love it. I State, State Farm Bowl is actually pretty good. No, Alright, while, so while I'm previewing the next game, y'all better be thinking of some fire puns yeah. for this round. But yeah, the, I think the main event that everyone's kind of looking forward to this weekend is uh, Bill's Chiefs, a rematch of last year's uh, AFC Championship game, right? Yeah, uh, a battle of two of the youngest, uh, of two of the most talented, best, youngest quarterbacks in the league. Uh, two kind of very exciting offenses squaring up against one another. Almost a battle of supremacy, which quarterback kind of comes out on top. I think this is a really exciting game. Both these teams coming off of very convincing wins. Guys, Chiefs-Bills, what are your thoughts? I mean, I just... To uh, mention that the uh, that the Bucks were my pick, my original pick since early December. The Bills were also my original pick since early December. Two in the Super Bowl, a pick that Max admittedly thought was foolish, and Brad actually said would be quote an embarrassment to the show. But in, <laughs> and that's a quote. You can go back to that episode. But in fact, those two teams are still I stand standing by that take, especially a take that the that the Bills are a worse team than the Chargers. At this point in the... I, I still might take the Chargers head-to-head, but we'll never get proof. So. We'll, we'll never know. We'll never know. Earth crystal light. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> geez. So, so so back to the Bills and the Chiefs, right? I, I obviously have to go with the Bills, and I'm not too unhappy. In fact, I'm very happy with taking the Bills. I think that although... Um, they they did put up a really high record, a, a really high score in that previous game, and I don't know that they'll be able to keep it up just because Mahomes I think is going to provide a much bigger fight than did Mac Jones. I hey, still, I, I I I still can't help but pick the Bills who have the top rated defense. It really seemed, correct me if I'm wrong, that no one on the Bills really got injured in that game. I think that they still have all their key starters from Matt's it. Hearts got injured. And and just kind of looking, you know, just just at at the, I've seen a couple of their interviews throughout the week of Josh Allen and Jordan Poyer. It seems like the morale is very high in the locker room. And I think that most of all, they have a vendetta against the Chiefs who knocked them out. I think this game's been circled on their calendar for a long, long time. They met them earlier in the season and won them convincingly. But this is the real rematch, not the one in the regular season. So I truly think that this is their spite match and they've been waiting for this moment. And I think they're finally ready. That is all to say, I picked the Bills. Give me the Chiefs. I really just think that Patrick Mahomes... Is going to pull this one out. I, I don't think he's going to make it to the Super Bowl. I see. I picked times. But um, my prediction for this game is that it's going to start slow. The Chiefs are going to start slow. Bills are going to be up like 10 nothing because the Patrick Mahomes is going to like come out slowly. And then some turning point play is going to happen. Like a, like a huge sack. Patrick Mahomes sack. Uh, <laughs> maybe um, like a turnover Maybe like a punt return, but some huge play is going to happen. It's going to wake the Chiefs up. Chiefs are going to come, like, just come back and dominate. I mean, I might remind you guys 
In the Pat Chiefs AFC Championship game from 2018, the Patriots were up 14 nothing at halftime, and and the Chiefs very almost won that if D Ford hadn't lined up offsides. Bottom line, I like the Bills. Well, no, I don't. But um, the, the Bills are a likable team, just not by me. Um, and the morale is high. And as much as I love my Patriots. I don't think that we were a great representation of the defenses that Josh Allen is going to have to face from this point forward going on in the playoffs. Might be a little shell-shocked, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, My point is, give me the Chiefs by five. Yeah, you know you know why Patrick Mahomes is gonna start slowly. He's gonna spend the first uh, twenty minutes of this game listening to this podcast. He he won't he won't hear it come out uh, before the but not during halftime. Not during halftime. Um, yeah, as much as I hate to agree with Brad, uh, I'm sticking by my Super Bowl pick, our Super Bowl contender, uh, which is the Chiefs. I was kind of thinking about this game in the shower after the the uh, like the matchups were set. As I do, that's where I do most of my thinking most of my problem sets, you know, the works, uh, really helps get the brain juices activated. I was kind of thinking through every phase of the game that you, like, sort of consider, right? I think that the quarterbacks, it's almost a wash. Like, like they, they two are very evenly matched, so there's not really a clear advantage one way or another. The running games... I think there's a pretty clear advantage with the quarterbacks, but... Really? Let me hear yeah. this. Uh, after Max, I want to hear this take. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. Because uh, Mahomes hasn't really been himself uh, a lot of the year. But when you think of the running games, the Bills' running game has been a little better recently, but it's still not their strength. The Chiefs' running game is not their strength, although Jarek McKinnon came on last game. It's also kind of a wash. Receiving core, uh, you could argue Chiefs because of Kelsey and Hill, but the Bills' receiving core is also really strong with Diggs, uh, Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox, dude. Did Dawson you see Knox. That catch last yeah, time? no. Oh my God. So I would say the receiving cores are like the offensive weapons are pretty much a wash. The Chiefs' line is quite a bit better, um, and then on defense, the Bills do have a better defense, right? But I don't. I wouldn't say any specific area of the game is that much of an advantage to one team or the other. Is what I would say. I would say the Chiefs have a really good D line, even though their secondary isn't great. Um, so when it came down to it, when I kind of like reasoned through it, I'd say this game comes down to two things that kind of sways me towards the Chiefs. And one is I trust Patrick Mahomes to not make a mistake more than I do Josh Allen in the clutch just because he's been there before and he's done it and Josh Allen hasn't. And maybe after this game, that'll turn out to be backwards. Maybe Mahomes is the one who will make a mistake because I do think the Bills have momentum. I think Allen is playing great. But at the moment, I trust Mahomes more. And two, I think home field advantage is a very big factor for the Chiefs. I think the Bills kind of fueled off of that Bills Mafia energy in Highmark, where we were just like a month and a half ago. I think the the atmosphere there is great, but they won't have that this time around. I think the Chiefs will be fueled by their home supporters. It's one of the hardest places to play. I think in a very close game, Mahomes takes it. Yeah, I mean, just to sort of answer Rose's question about what I mean by a huge quarterback advantage, um, Patrick Holmes has not uh, has not been the same this year. That's why I think the Bills have a huge quarterback. I'm kidding. Um, no, Patrick Holmes has not been the same this year, but Pat- Josh Allen also hasn't been the same as he was last year. I mean, I think that his peaks have been the same as, if not a little bit higher than they were last year. 
but there's also been quite a few games. I'm seeing mm-hmm. some consistency issues with Josh Allen. Uh, there's just been some games where he's thrown like three picks and still won, which props to them. Any team that can win by when throwing three picks, like that's a good team. But he's not going to win if he throws three picks in any of these playoff games. Whoever he places, whether it's the Chiefs, and if he wins, then the Titans or Bengals, and then certainly not in the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm giving the I'm giving the quarterback advantage to the Chiefs mainly based on consistency. I think that at their best. Josh Allen has sometimes looked better than Patrick Mahomes, obviously. But I think that consistency-wise, even a duller version of himself, Patrick Mahomes has been more consistently better than Josh Allen. It's just just my thoughts. But that's as an unbiased uh, opinion, not at all rooted in the fact that the Bills just demolished my team. That's an interesting take. I think I've I've kind of been on the Josh Allen train for a while now. Oh, big shock. Even earlier, why is that a big shock? Hey, I'm a Chargers fan first. I just, you know, like Josh Allen uh, as a player. But uh, um, I think that he, he's been a guy who, you know, who kind of was overlooked a lot in the draft and has shown lots of continuous progression. I do agree, though, that with Brad, that last season was a better year for him. However, th- uh, in terms of passing stats, but you can't overlook what he's been able to do on the run this year. And that's another mm-hmm. point I want to bring up versus the Chiefs. I think he has over 700 rush yards, which is sneaky good if you think about it for a quarterback. Some running backs don't even have those numbers. So I think that the Chiefs, it's going to be very crucial for them to be able to prevent Josh Allen from breaking out on these 30-yard scrambles, which is another key thing that their defense will have to worry about. But I do like the Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes in this game. I think he will perform better. I just got to trust the narrative, and I think that the Bills have been waiting for this moment for a long time. All right, let's do headlines. I'll start. What's good, Chief? <laughs> That that could be considered bad for the Chiefs too. I'm not I'm not sure where to take it, but I like it. I short and simple three words with a question mark at the end. See, I think that the best. I'm a big on the question mark at the end type of guy. See, I, I State think, Farm Bowl question mark. Question mark. What's good, Chief? Question mark. Tom Brady sacked twice. Question mark. But <laughs> right, yeah, it, it's like the T.J. Watt situation where they're not sure if they gave him the sack or not. I think that the best pun that could be made from this is. He had these pre-prepared. No, I did not. I did not. I just have great improv skills. Uh, you should hear me freestyle rap. Um, this is a diss track. I think, I think the best thing that can be made for it is Patrick goes Mahome. But I'm going to flip that. He definitely No, absolutely not. No absolutely way not. This I did not. But I, we're going to flip that and say I'd like Patrick sends Josh Allen Mahome. I don't oh, think that would be I, a real headline. Max, but. not going to lie, I'd like you to go home right now. <laughs> I am a home. We're all in person. We're virtual. We're not virtual anymore. This is baby. in the studio. We're well, in the studio. this has been... What about Robbie's headline? I didn't even do a headline. Oh, I, I, sorry. I, I forgot. Um, I all think, right, well, this has been a great... <laughs> I think that the headline will be Big Red Zone. This has been a great episode. Brad, take it away. Well, I'm actually Max. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it away and say that this has been a great episode of the Big Red Zone. We love and appreciate your support. Uh, let's come back next week and, like, you know, see whether our picks were right. Just a quick little sneak peek. Brad's picks will have been right. Max's will have been wrong. And Rose will have been so bad that he gets kicked off the show. But anyway, we love y'all. We had some fun today. Hope you enjoyed the listen here. A little more uh, comical than usual. But uh, hope you enjoy. Join us next week. 20 minutes before the NFC and AFC championship games.
Good night. Peace. Peace.